It's August 20th, 2018, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams you will lose your heartaches whatever you wish for you keep have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come shining episode of Dispodopolis number 15. Woohoo! Yay! And we're almost done with uh, summer. I'm yeah. sorry, Fiona. I am done with summer. Fiona's this is her last day. Don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. I did I did plenty of premieres I never done before. I I had a movie night that's something I watched a very long time ago with girlies and and I I did some attention to your brother days. Oh, attention to your brother, Elias. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the girls, we've been home for about a week. And uh, so, we had a movie night with our Girl Scouts but, um, where they saw High School Musical 2. Not one, not three, number two. Summertime. <laughs> Yes, they chose that movie. That's awesome. Some some girls are having a bit of a fatal lovable attention to Disney Channel stuff. Yeah, I think it was some fond memories for some of the girls. Definitely. Is it okay if I introduce everybody now, Fiona? Sure. Sure. Well, that's Fiona. <laughs> uh, my name's Colleen, and I want to introduce my cousin Ryan. Hi, I'm cousin Ryan. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> and my daughter Fiona. Too funny. And a born too funny. And a born. <laughs> is that your ode to what was your ode to Big Thunder? But I, yeah, I know. Off mic, I did said it was a sad moment. Oh, because Big Thunder uh, Ranch is closed. The restaurant. Yeah. So, so there was a there was a guitarist that is probably not the same one of. At what we're gonna talk about today, but but he was kind of making a a, a a like a bad bad tribute for Toy Story for Buzz Lightyear's like like instead of Beyond it it's a barn. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um yeah. So later on tonight we're gonna talk about one of the guitar players that played Tex Tumbleweed at the Big Thunder Ranch. We got to meet him and spend an evening with him at our Bob Kerr event, and um, we got a call. We're, I'm pretty sure one of the times we ate there he was the Tex Tumbleweed, but not always. I mean I know there was another guy too. Well, and they had some really bad a, corny jokes. By, well, you can't sometimes tell by a man's face. Yeah. yeah. It's identical. Yeah. There was a couple older gentlemen that, that played that role. And he was uh, definitely one that we saw. So, but before we get talking about our main subject for the night, I know, uh, Ryan, you want to talk to really quick about uh, what we're doing over on YouTube. Yeah, I'll talk about what we're doing on YouTube real fast. Um <laughs> 
Um, so we we created and, and who has been listening to us? <laughs> we created our Dispodopolis channel on YouTube, and we're just posting some of our videos from our Disney trips there. Um, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it only took us a year, but we are so proud of ourselves. Yep, we got we finally got it up and going. And you had some fun. You had like a, a whole system going on our latest trip to Disneyland with your phone and microphone and everything. It was awesome. Oh yeah, it was, it was yeah, I've got like a new microphone and like a little thing that will hold my phone and that's yeah, hopefully get some good video. Yeah, we got videotaped. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still working on it. I'm not like a professional by far. That's oh, and I'm such a pro, pro, uh, professional um, podcast creator. I don't even know what they call it. <laughs> yeah, we're not professionals. Our people who are that. already getting ready for school are, are trying to listen to it. Yeah, I was not a member of the audio video club in high school. And like, what were you saying, like, Fiona? Like for teachers, what's a podcast? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. So um, Fiona's going to a new high school this year, and a couple of her teachers were really interested in listening to our podcast to learn more about Fiona, and they had never listened to podcasts before, so we were kind of um, showing them how to download the podcast app and how to find us on a podcast. So yay, maybe new listeners. <laughs> So real quick, also, we, you mentioned the YouTube, but also really quick, we were going to toss around the question, what attraction should they reimagine or plus up next? And I think we're going to focus on Disneyland. Is that right? Does that sound good? Yeah. Because I know Ryan said they should probably, they should probably reimagine the, the Incredicoaster or something. Someday, mm-hmm. and this and and this episode is kind of kind of about a ride, Imagineer. About an Imagineer, yeah. All right. So, do you want to go first, Fiona, or should we throw Cousin Ryan under the bus? I'll go throw Cousin Ryan first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Ryan, take take your menu uh, of what what would you like the order to order for an update? <laughs> oh, well. I think I think if we were going to, to look at something, um, I'm gonna stay away from Tomorrowland because they've got to just redo the whole thing. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> that's <there>. just like <laughs> it's hard to choose one there. But I really like Fantasyland, and I love what they did with Alice. And I'm uh-huh. I'm hoping they'll do something like that with either Pinocchio or Snow White, and um really make those attractions stand out a little bit more just mo- uh, just modernize them a little bit like what they did with Alice yeah um, yeah and just Definitely. kind of blend some of some dynamic um, animation into it and I think I would choose Pinocchio okay and just help spread the crowds out you know oh yeah 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 so that would be my choice because we have been talking about that we want more blue fairy yeah <laughs> I want more. Who doesn't love the blue fairy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a good animated film too. Yeah. yeah, It is. Yeah. We need, we need more other fairy characters, um, references. Besides Tinkerbell. Yeah. And the fairy godmother. Okay. Yeah. And Tinkerbell's friends. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how about you, Colleen? What would you, what would you do? Okay. Well, I mean, Okay, the whole the Roger Rabbit spin ride 
Uh-huh. That just, okay, they either need to go off the rails and start over and bring in, um, I know we're trying to, uh, I would love to see like a Pixar ride go in there. Just gut the whole thing. What? <laughs> and bring in. <laughs> but, but I did kind of like that movie. <laughs> Oh, well, the I know, but it's the the ride, it's kind of like the Monsters Inc. ride. I think the level, well, yeah, of the, it, the more weird sound effects. Yeah, I would just love to see that whole ride go in, just gut it, but, and go dark ride, and go like better than the Alice ride, with um, the LED additions and the projections. And I'm not mm-hmm. sure, like, if I had to pick one, I would be all over Inside Out. Well, I do like that movie, too. But, you know, they're doing that um, little tiny ride over on Pixar Pier, but I'm just going to uh, go with Inside Out. I went Inside uh, yeah. Out. Yeah, people are definitely wishing on Inside Out, but also people are definitely wishing on Roger Rabbit because he's less popular nowadays. Oh, they want to keep Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Eh, well, I went Inside Out. I mean, there's so much visually going on in well, that Well, what will happen to Toontown? Well, yeah. I, well, I'm not thrilled about Toontown. Toontown's not my favorite. I call, it's kind of like a dead end back there. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't think it was going to make it past the well, Star Wars. it does keep Easter eggs for old characters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good place to go meet Mickey and Minnie, but... Yeah. I think, but Mickey and Minnie, I, I, they can, they can go other places. They're kind of too common to yeah. meet. That's true too. They can. It might eventually get eaten up by Star Wars them as they expand it. This is true. Yeah, but I would, I would like to see a good dark ride for a Pixar movie because they really haven't done that. I think that would be spectacular. Yeah. So I guess technically all our our answers are gonna be dark rides. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine with me. Disney does dark rides well. So mine will be <laughs> Mr. Toad, obviously. Oh, Mr. Toad. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yeah, if they still keep the Disneyland ride, I would say just, I, I wouldn't like feel like it's one of the dark rides that's gained less love. And because since other dark, since other dark rides are all free dime mentioned most mostly mm-hmm. i i would prefer like the carbo cutouts the go free dive free 3d uh, uh, affected and i i'm i i like like alice fi- f- first making a a a like st- statue appearance in the mm-hmm. ride i i would prefer play, playing as a statue appearance in the ride. A real three-dimensional Mr. Toad. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he could be, like, in the courtroom mm-hmm. with the judge pointing at me. Maybe go, like, oh, oh, no, 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 please, no. Like from the movie? <laughs> I think I did a little bit of Roger Rabbit right there, right? <laughs> yeah, That's so. true. I never thought about that. That's the only dark ride in Fantasyland where you don't see the main character. Yeah. They all used to be like that when they when Fantasyland first opened, because you were the main character. Mm-hmm. But I think Mr. Toad is the only one left where you actually are the main character. Yeah. You do see him in the statue. I mean, you know, the statue of um, the horse, was it? Proud bottom? 
Yeah, it's quite a name. Yeah, it is a quite a name. Cyril. Cyril Proudbottom and um, Mr. Toad. But it's a statue, so it's not quite the same. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I am... It's a great. I love Mr. Toad. It's a great ride, but yeah, I, I yeah, would love some to people, have. Some people have been a bit terrified by it. Yeah, it's not as terrifying though as Snow White's Scary Adventure. Yeah, but it feels like <laughs> some some people have been hating it. Oh well, psh, the haters. Yeah, I like, uh, and I really like the exterior on Mr. Toad. It really matches the film and the ride very, very well. Oh, it's gorgeous, and inside the beams and what they've done, they really carried it through. Yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing building. Could be it's not so sleepy hall because that'll be even scarier. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be Dude, a little the legend. Add add uh, uh, Ichabod into it. Oh jeez! <laughs> oh my gosh! That'd be fun. That would. Yeah, just ignore what people say online. Well, we'll see what happens because isn't that the after Star Wars Land? Aren't they doing Fantasy Land? Allegedly, they're gonna expand it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. The the rumor is they're gonna take out Fantasyland Theater and put some other attractions oh, no. back in there. We'll see if that well, actually happens. Well, I love Fantasyland Theater, so I'd miss it. Yeah, more to rides. Yeah, but, yeah, but, it is good. But I I'm do. In, I'm also in the mood of shows too. Yeah, it's nice. That, I like the theater. It's a nice theater, but I could see where they'd want to use it for rides, or maybe put on a yeah. new show someday. A new show. Yeah, because I'm not really sure how much that for them you know well Mickey and the magical map I think it's just Thursday through Monday yeah right it's limited hours so we'll see it's a great show though really nice all right are we good sure sure I'm I like good how we, I like wow. we all went dark <laughs> <laughs> Now we're headed over to Area 55. All right, so tonight, before we get into our um, main subject for the evening, uh, Bob Gurr's excursion to his house and barbecue evening, I want to talk really quick, kind of... um, Coming back around to the new Pixar Pier, but really focusing this time on the Lamplight Lounge, which we had an opportunity to visit. I think it was, what, like the second or third week? Uh, day that we were there? Second, it, was the, it was second to the last day that we were there. It was our fourth day, because we did five days at the park. It was our fourth day. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. our fourth day, and then it, it had only been open like a couple weeks. <gasps> Oh, I get you. Yeah, yes. It hadn't been up in long. I think, I want to say, like, the, like, what was it, June 23rd or something like that? Yeah, so it had yeah. just been a, it had been less than two weeks, I think. Maybe two weeks? Yeah, it wasn't much. Yeah, so we had made a reservation for, I think it was, was it July 2nd? Mm, we had made a reservation. Well, we, we, we had them both for July 3rd and July 4th. Okay, July 3rd and July 4th. Yes. Okay, hold on. Um, yeah, and we landed up just going the one day, July 2nd. and Or no, July 3rd. 3rd sorry, July yeah. 3rd. <laughs> yeah, July 3rd. I forgot we had park, park hoppers at this, at this um, 
this uh, uh, adventure because usually I only do one park a day because that's enough for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's I agree. I usually like one park a day also. But we, yeah, we took full advantage of our park hopper on this trip, so it wasn't so bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like we wasted the time. So the new Lamplight Lounge is where Ariel's Grotto used to be, where you met the princesses. And we, I think we spoke about that earlier. I've done a day. I did a day there. You did a day there. Mm-hmm. And I, we, we kind of, I think we kind of agreed that was a kind of a one and done thing for us. Yes. So, I mean, it was great. I would, mm-hmm. I would totally would have suggested it, you know, just for family, especially if you had families that like princesses. Oh, definitely. But, you know, it's gone now, but yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but it was also, I did it. <laughs> don't need to do it again ever. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so it was a lot of fun and there were 11 of us, right, at this time? Yes. Yep. Yeah. There were so 11 we're just, of us. We're missing Mike though, right? Yeah, so we are probably down to 10, is that right? No, there's 12 of us. Oh, okay. So we were at 11. Okay. So we were at 11. And um that, you know, and 11 is where, you know, our our all our childhood Disney trips were around 11 people. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're used to it. And we're that unusual 11 where we do not separate. <laughs> no, we always stay together. <laughs> yeah, we always stay together. And I think we're really happy that way. Uh-huh. We manage I'm, quite well. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things where it's not, I mean, just we go as a family to spend time as a family. We don't feel like we have to do everything. We're okay with not just relaxing and going with the flow. Um, some of us drop off as the day goes on, but they just go back to the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they call me. You and I are like the diehards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I have to say, I'm raising my my children well. Been quite a, a good job with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think Elias was hitting the park, and he's my youngest, so he was eight. He was hitting the park early with you. On the Fourth of July. Um, we nearly opened the park together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With my sister Sage. We had a ball. Yeah. And we closed it on the 4th of July. It. Yeah. And we closed it on the 4th of July. So we opened and closed that park. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> we missed Rep Drop by like maybe 30 minutes, something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he was so excited to go with you. I'm so glad you guys could take him. I mean, yeah. he was woo, super excited. And we got to ride the, I think it's called the Omnibus. Is that right? Um, yeah. Yeah, the two, yeah. the double-decker bus down Main Street, and we got to sit up front. Yes, you um, did. With the driver. Yeah, we had, like, a special tour. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Main like Street. His, and he's a, my son's a car guy, so <laughs> mind blown by him. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Gosh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think that cars were one of the first things he's recognized as important things in life. And um, wheels. We loved to talk about wheels when he was really young. I have no idea what he was saying because he had a terrible, terrible speech impediment. But we would walk by every single tire and do a whole dialogue about it. (laughs) That's awesome. Yep, that's a tire. Yep, that's a tire. Yep, still a tire. (laughs) Yeah. So that was great. It was 4th of July time, but amazingly, I didn't think the parks were nearly as busy as I thought they were going to be. No, no, not at not at all. And I mean, I had even like looked this up a little bit that the parks don't get super super busy for um, summer until July seventeenth. Now, there were a lot of people, 
But yeah. it wasn't as much as you were expecting. Definitely. Like, I felt like even what was that one more? Oh, Sunday. Like, Sunday, that is like a hit or miss day at Disneyland. You can have an amazing Sunday at Disneyland. Cause I think it was, it was, yeah, July 1st. I think we could like roam through every single land with, with our arms held straight out to the side and twirl around and never hit a soul. Yeah. And some of our family members did that. Yeah. <laughs> Twirl yeah. around, never hit anybody. We don't have to worry nope. about it. You uh, can yeah. make it through Adventureland without a crowd. That's <laughs> yeah. we're insane. Just like, we're like, um, what's what's wrong? What's what's going on here? <laughs> um, do yeah. these people know something we don't? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it was quite spectacular. But even then as we got closer to the fourth it really wasn't all that all that bad and when we were here at lamplight lounge i mean it was oh we we put in for reservations well ahead of time a good month ahead of time because we knew it was opening up but i didn't feel that crowded when we walked into the main area in fact i think when we first got into the main lobby Mm -hmm. we were the only family in it yeah there weren't a lot of people um hovering around the entrance it was quite open, which was really nice because, and, and I mean, part of the reason we made reservations so far in advance also is because we're just a large party. 11 people is you don't walk in and, oh, sure, we have space for all 11 of you. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> so, yeah, we definitely wanted to make sure we could all sit down. And um, it, it is, it's, it's the same structure that it was for um, Ariel's Grotto. So it was mm-hmm. just completely gutted, basically. Yep. You know, it's the same, I'm pretty sure it's the same staircase. Um, it is, it's a spiral staircase down and the yeah. elevator's in the same place. Um, so that, that didn't change. So if you are handicapped, it's handicapped accessible to get down to the, uh, with, a, with a wheelchair or an electric vehicle chair to get down to the bottom floor. And we are, so we used it. Yep. <laughs> I rode down with mom. <laughs> yep, we bring it. We bring it when we go to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, so they had the helicopter. But everything, there's not, I, I'm sure there's some sort of nod to Ariel somewhere in this building, but good luck finding it. It is totally pixar And um, just, you know, quotes from all the movies, uh, it was rough sketches from the movies. Uh, the chandelier is all um, pictures of the different characters. Like, like new leave announcements. If you, if you know what lines like I like you temporarily is from. Oh, yeah. All the, one of the quotes on the walls. Yeah. I, I was it. I, I know I like you temporarily. Yeah. What's it from? Or, oh, you want people to, to email us in? Yeah. Yeah. Comments at dispodopolis.com. Yeah. Make Fiona's day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like one of, the, one of the words on the walls was squirrel because you got to have squirrel and where is my super suit <laughs> <laughs> Be- yeah, i thought it was beautifully done though uh, um, oh yeah yeah like the red walls very mm-hmm. you know very vibrant and you're right the 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 sketches, the design sketches are really pretty. Um, so when we walked in, you know, we were there right at a reservation time. The lady was really nice. You guys need to, you know, can you wait just a few minutes and we'll get you guys seated together in a nice area. And we're like, oh, sure. No problem. <laughs> um, yep. And 
Um, so we waited probably what about fifteen minutes in that upper area, something like that. Yeah, because I had to I had to entertain some people. So usually when you yeah. get past five minutes with kids, there's some entertainment that needs yeah. to happen, which is fine because sure. there's yeah. so much on the walls for them to look. You're like, oh, go find this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy um, to entertain there. <laughs> yes, yes. There's so much eye candy. Yeah, find your five favorite Pixar characters. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and then they'll, you know, you can a kid can spend a long if you have a Pixar family, then they could spend a long time trying to find their favorite ones. Oh, there. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And um the upstairs is funny cuz you know, you're really you start getting immersed into this um uh, environment, this Pixar environment. And I think, I, I know you went down the elevator with your mom. We went down the stairs and then you get downstairs and it's so California. Just the open air. Yeah. It's like, do you, do you feel like the, the outside is almost like a parking lot? Yeah. It's, it is very, it's redone. It's, they've taken oh, yeah. like an old space and I think, is that what you're saying, Fiona? They've taken kind of an old thing and put something in it or what were you saying with that with that is that what you're talking about with the parking lot for like down uh downtownish yeah, oh yeah oh so yeah. downtownish definitely yeah. definitely mm-hmm. um kind of like a high-end downtown more northern california influenced i think than southern california because you you have a pier and that's the type of pier it is, is it to me reminds me more of northern california but mm-hmm. it's just the openness of it the it is a lounge definitely it, it, lounging <laughs> Yeah, and I could see if you know, I can see how you think it's kind of like an old, an old kind of like parking structure or an old warehouse or something mm-hmm. that they've turned into this, this this restaurant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. This is not this is not just Ariel's Grotto gutted and put something new in. I mean, the walls are blasted out. But they could almost feel like Corpus Christi. Corpus Christi. Yes. Corpus Christi. If there's a balcony. Or is there? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. Any, the golf area, definitely. Because you have a lot of that same feeling whenever you're on a, in a coastal town. A lot of wood. So, yeah. And then um, you have that bar in the middle that they've created. Mm-hmm. Really big open bar area. Um, and then you, you have like a strip out of seating, like along the pier area. And um, it was interesting because we got kind of got a ground tour of the whole place and then we kind of we went oh we're gonna go this way so we went left and we're kind of like where are we going <laughs> <laughs> the restrooms are back there are we going into the kitchen i can't yeah it was like yeah and then i'm like wait a minute there's a lot of wait staff coming in my direction <laughs> and then we turned right and went inside and i'm like why are there a bunch of lockers <laughs> is yep. there another room <laughs> you like, feel very backstage a- are we like, can you do a gym? A gym. <laughs> a yeah. And so, and then we turn right again, and there's this like, crazy wackadoodle door, and I'm like, and you know, I'm kind of like making sure, head counting everybody. Are we smoke machines? Smoke machines. <laughs> yeah, so I'm head counting, so I'm not really paying attention. And then we stop in front of the funky door, and um, so Ryan, you want to tell us what happened? <laughs> Well, I'd heard that there was kind of a back room here, um, and you can't really request it. They just, you know, randomly give it to you, and it's called the office. And so they let us back there, and um, I think we all kind of 
freaked out for a second <laughs> you know <laughs> like oh my gosh like i i think i was probably the like you you and i maybe you you and i uh-huh. were probably the only two that really knew what was going on everybody was like what <laughs> what why is there a vault looking door? What are we, what's going on, you know, and stuff. And so then they made it, then, then they made it like, okay, you guys have been chosen. You get this special little lounge called the office and stuff. And so they, you go through the, uh, the ordeal of opening it up and you have to like turn knobs certain ways and light things up. And then you get the door opens and you get to see the back office and it's really cool. And also, if you're familiar with kind of Pixar history and their original um, studio, they had a back room, like a little secret sort of tiki room office that they had decked out, you know, um, Uh with little tiki stuff. And you could go to this little back room and it was a little secret room. So um, that's kind of like a little bit of Pixar history built into this lounge. Um, And so then we got in there. And what did you think? I was just so happy. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I was like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I was not expecting this. I was like, okay, this is just like a thing you get to see on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And it's just so nice when things like this are just under surprise. Even even find it in person. Yeah, yes. yeah, I know. I and and the thing too is like because we were what we had um, six kids and five adults. Yep. And our kids are from five to sixteen that we were traveling with, and it was just so incredibly nice to have a space, a separate uh-huh. space. Was. <laughs> <laughs> For an active group. For a very active group. And then they also, which was totally cool, is they had another back door. And there was like a balcony area that overlooked the Incredicoaster takeoff platform area. Mm -hmm. And we could send the crazy out there. And they couldn't be louder than the roller coaster. Like... (laughs) Yep. Oh, and they loved it. They were out there just enjoying the Incredicoaster because that was brand new and yes. really, yeah. I yeah, and I liked watching the Incredicoaster take off from there too. It was fun. Oh, definitely. It was yeah. Now the seating was a little um, wackadoodle for us. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of, you know, had to kind of figure it out for the kids where the kids were going to sit, and uh, it's kind of an L bent shape. Um, and then a couple of tables and some chairs. There was plenty of room for your mom. Um, and to get in with her chair. Yep, yeah. It was. And stuff. Yep. So, but um, yeah, I mean, other than the, the seating being a little, little bit awkward, I mean, it was just so nice and you could sit and relax a little bit, get away from it all in the middle of DCA and um, enjoy a meal. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and a few little drinks too. Yes, yes. So that was that was that was fun, and it was. I think it was a great, just a, a great family moment. Really enjoyable. Yeah, just little, you know, some of that little pixie dust Disney touches that they'll do sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. We definitely did not ask to be in this room. I think. I think. Nope. The max was was it twelve. 13. 13? Okay, so his max is 13, and we have 11. I think we just fit their skew for the day. <laughs> yep, probably. Um, 
I, I could see how you could fit 13 in there. It gets very, very tight, though. Yes. Yeah, we're tight with 11, mm-hmm. but, you know. And, and six of them were children. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> 13 adults would be a lot in there, but um, I thank you for your just going in and having, if you got in there and just had cocktails and appetizers, it's fine. But we were doing, like, full full lunch and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. So, um. Let's see. So we entered in and there's all the games on the board on, on the wall, all the board games on the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's like they had like Chinese checkers it looked like um, kind of a game Parcheesi, I think. Um, they had normal checkers and chess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, there's some games that they could play. And I oh, thought that was gammon. yeah, backgammon was there. Um, and uh, Sage and Elias played, I think, checkers. They were playing checkers. Yes. Yeah. And they are having fun. <laughs> they were well entertained. <laughs> they were. I know. I don't really know what the kids were doing the whole time, but they weren't coming to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were self-entertaining with some of the different games and with taking selfies. And oh, yes. Out on so the water. And, selfies. Yeah. Yeah. Just... <laughs> Just having a good time. Like my dad. Plus, some of us just got to sit down and relax um, with our phones too. Yeah. Charge yeah. up phones and stuff, and that was nice too. Just just to be in a cool, air conditioned spot for a while. Yeah, and then on the wall, um, kind of for the L seating bench seat, they had little um, silhouettes. I'm assuming that had been drawn by the actual people in the pictures of, of different people, I'm assuming that work at Pixar. I mean, we could kind of tell who a few of them were. Yeah, they were kind of self-portrait. So you could see, mm-hmm. like, Pete Doctor did his. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it looked like the John Lasseter um, like was a, a B. So his, his was the only one that wasn't really a portrait portrait okay. um his was just the the little the little bee, bumblebee the, bee. That, the bumblebee yeah. yeah the bumblebee and it was signed by him mm-hmm. but they all look hand drawn i think they were originals yeah oh i'm sure they are on the walls uh, that's not self-portraits. I been, yeah I, I they're not going anywhere no one's going to take them off the wall and it's not you know they didn't have to spend a lot of money or time doing those but you could kind of tell they were originals what was your favorite part about the Lamplight Lounge, Fiona? Oh, I would assume the balcony. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the donuts probably too. Oh, yes. We had a um, couple boxes of the Lamplight Lounge um, donuts as dessert there. Because you, you got to get donuts. Holy mackerel. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, and they were good. Yeah. With some good dipping sauces. Yeah, I think I just, I think the chocolate one, I just started eating the chocolate out of the dipping sauce because we ran out of donuts. Yeah, yeah, the the chocolate was more flavor, was more my my sense tastes for me. Was it? Then the, was it a strawberry sauce? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. But but for chocolate, I need some chunkiness. Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. We'll get you some chunkiness next time. So um, they have the kids' menu, and it's pretty similar, since we're talking about food, pretty similar to things you'll get, you know, around the park. So the kids' mac and cheese, and, and the portions um, were kind of small. They had a kid's chicken. Um, I think that's what they tried. We had the nachos, lobs- the lobster nachos. 
Those are always good. Yes, I I, I can always do a, a lobster nacho. We had some potato mm-hmm. skins that were good. Um, I think mm-hmm. your dad had a burger, right? My dad and my dad really liked his burger. Good. He talked about that. Yeah, yeah. And I liked the lobster nachos and the potato skins. My mom and I got those to share, and mm-hmm. they were actually really good. Yeah. No, I I I enjoyed the the lobster nachos. Um, when it was oh, what was the name of it before Lamp- Cove Bar? <laughs> Cove, Cove Bar, bar up above. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's been two months. I'm done. I'm done with the. Cove bar. <laughs> so. But uh, yeah, and then um, you had a special drink that you could only get in the office. Yep. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a raspberry flavored drink. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, the menu is, is very, um, a lot of appetizers, a couple of main menu items like the burger. And um, I mean, we enjoyed our food. It was good. Yeah. I think the adults liked it a lot more than the kids. Yeah, I was kind of like, okay, eat your mac and cheese and we'll get you something later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, the portion of mac and cheese always cracks me up at, at Disney how teeny weeny it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was, I figured when I was eating like, the, the teeny weeny table. Uh huh. Well, like, it can't be very, very stressed your food down or something. Yeah, the kids were sitting at a table and they have four kind of loungy, like leather chairs, very office looking, and then a, a little co- a little side table serving as the coffee table in the middle. And so getting four um, kids' plates on there was, it was um, kind of like a math problem, but... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely a puzzle. Yeah, so we got we got but we got we got it going. You guys were good. It was kind of funny because um, we we were in there quite a while, I'd say. Oh yeah, and I'm a, and my shoe, and I'm assuming that what that this that the secret room doors is one of the doors where you can get in but can't get out. Was it? It was hard to get back in the room if you didn't know the combination. Yeah. I know we'd been there in, in the room a little while and I noticed that people obviously knew about the office and had asked to see it or, you know, open the special door. Cause at one point we started getting, um, every now and then there'd be a party that would come in and open the door and they'd be like, Oh, we didn't know somebody was back here. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Yeah. Hi, how you doing? <laughs> Good to see ya. But yeah, it was a fun. That was yeah. We'll probably never get in there again for a meal, but that was that was definitely fun. A fun time for the whole family. Yeah, I enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed it, and I would. I'll go back. I'll definitely go back to the Lamplight Lounge. Um, probably more for adults than for kids. I would say. Yeah. But I, I think it just depends on like what kind of eater you have. Um. You know, uh, some kids will like it. Other kids, like if you have a really picky eater, I would definitely steer clear of Lamplight Lounge. Um, yes. Well, yeah, and, for kids. Yeah. And the food, too, is more elementary size for the kids yeah. on the kids menus. Um, But even like my eight year old, like it's not enough food for him. No. Yeah. At all. Agreed. Uh, definitely agreed you, they could you could have kids split a hamburger though yeah you could you could definitely do that now it is like even though we had awkward seating it's kind of that way through the whole lamplight lounge there isn't it's not really it's not a table chair 
configured area. No. Yeah. So I, I was telling you earlier, though, I go, it's barely kid friendly. And we got the most kids friendly place they probably had in the lounge, which is fine by us. <laughs> <laughs> it worked out well for us. It did. But I did see there would be um, couples with younger kids with strollers and and stuff. And they were kind of sprawled across two couches and a and a coffee table. Yep. So it's creative eating. For sure. But I did. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this restaurant. I enjoyed the theming in it. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed all of the different Pixar art that you can see on the walls throughout the entire lounge. Um, Going in and outside of the the kitchen area is cute because they have like kind of the inside out theme going on with the with the in out um, signs for it. And then. The restroom sign is Carl's house from up, and it's all done. You know, the restroom's all in balloons. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible are the men and women for the bat for the restrooms, and all on the walls they have the different quotes around the restrooms. Yes, and then of course the the Pixar lamp and ball, Buxo. Yeah, yeah, and the, that's all done in kind of like chalk looking paint. So yeah, I, I thought it was well themed and a lot of fun. It was. It is. It is a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't think I'll. I don't know. It's probably not a place I go every time. Like if I have my kids and stuff like that. But um, definitely a place that if I'm with adults, I definitely want to hang out and chill for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. If we were back there with you and Jeff, we'd want to go there and eat there with y'all for a little bit. We could oh, yeah. go have lobster nachos and a couple of drinks and stuff and be Absolutely. very happy. Oh, yeah. And that's I mean, but that's what I liked about the Cove Bar. Yeah. And then you can just kind of like people watch and sit and watch the water and do all kinds of different stuff. Mm-hmm. I think we had the best experience we could have at Lamplight Lounge with 11 people. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. We lucked out on this one. We did. We did. All right, Fiona. How many Mickey ears you give in Lamplight Lounge? Oh, my. Oh, my. I would... <laughs> oh, man. It's just. It does feel so, so private, mm-hmm. like feeling five-ish. You feeling five-ish? I feel, it almost feels like I give five to almost everything. That's okay. You can do five. You're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> now, why five? What, what, what made this really stand out as a five Mickey ear restaurant for well, you? Well, I probably have been in a restaurant with a... With a secret area before, mm-hmm. or maybe. No, I haven't been in a restaurant with a secret area before. It's my first one too. <laughs> <laughs> and and I guess it does. It does feel cool to be like o- over like the ocean. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, we're kind of like under, underground of of it, and yeah, it does feel like you're down below because you're below the the walkway and the wharf area. I know some some people were were assuming like Ariel's grotto with with characters, mm-hmm. but I guess for this restaurant, I can't gonna be stressful for character meetings. So I I guess it's easier to relax and just eat. Mm-hmm. So Ryan, what do you think? Your turn, Ryan. Um, I think I would give it a four out of five. Why? And- 
because I really like the theming. I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's really pretty, well done, um, and it has some nice spaces just to go relax in and have some food. I do think they need to work on their menu a little bit and ex- okay. make sure that, the, especially the kids' menu, and just you know. You know, you are at Disney, so <laughs> a really good kids menu would be nice, and maybe just a an one or two more options for adults. I mean, I'm always going to get the lobster nachos and love it, but you know, there might be some adults that that's just not their mm-hmm. thing. Because I know, like your husband Jeff had something, and he was not very thrilled with his chicken sandwich and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was like so assuming to get like those like. I think they were yeah. like mashed potato, um, oh, like potato hash brown thingies. Okay, on his. And I've heard part of the menu is just due to limitations of the kitchen down below and be able to prepare everything. Really? You know? Yeah, that's what I've heard. There's some operation. They're trying to look at how to how to work with what they have and and okay. be able to work in food options that works with whatever prep area they have in the back that's what i've heard anyway okay. um but i think they did a really good job and i really think kids like it i love it um i think for D- for disney california adventure it's probably the one of the best sit down restaurants for families i think it's not quick service i think it's probably their best sit down restaurant for families right now Okay. Um, Carthay Circle is nice, but it's so expensive. Yeah, that's just another. That's yeah, that's another. Yeah, not that Lamplight Lounge is. Yeah, not that Lamplight Lounge is cheap, but like uh-huh. it's not. It's not like that. So, but I think I think I I I would recommend this restaurant. I liked it. Yeah. And I'll go back. <laughs> I'll be back at this one again. Oh yeah. How about you? What did What did you think of it? Okay, so for our experience. I'm going to give it a four because, I mean, we we had, like, the best experience. But for, like, a family, I'd probably give it a three and a half just because of the limited menu and a little hard to control. I guess I'm not too attention with the the surroundings around families. Wait, what do you mean the, like, if it's okay for a family or? Or, yeah. That's okay. You're not a parent. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> no, but, we like. I'm glad you gave it a five, and that's yeah. very valid, Fiona. Just because it's your experience, and so mm-hmm. we need to hear about your experience because your experience is 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 just as valid as Colleen's and mine. So you know, yeah. we noticed both of us gave it different Mickey ears too. So we don't always have to be in agreement. <laughs> so people want to hear the different opinions and different <laughs> people want to hear different opinions and different perspectives, and it's fine. Yeah. I, I, for like a parent, probably about three and a half, just because, um, a little hard to control kids in the space because you don't have the structure of the mm. table and chairs situation. Um, yeah, you would, well, it was interesting. You were talking about the kids choices. I mean, you know, I get, I eat off the kids menu at the carnation cafe, um, cause of their chicken, their, um, fried chicken. I just love it in that gravy. It would mm-hmm. be so nice to have something that special at um the lamplight lounge like for kids like they could get a special like this is just where you get this i felt like the fair was just kind of you can get that anywhere kind of a thing yeah especially with the kids menu yeah Yeah. i can totally see that yeah but i mean i i i mean we would go to the cove bar and get the the um lobster nachos so 
that's, <laughs> that's what you do, right? You get right, the lots of nachos. <laughs> yep. So, but yeah, no, it was a very fun experience. Um, I definitely would go um, with adults. Uh, probably the kids, I'm going to head over to Storytellers Cafe or um, the Trattoria. Yeah. Over there, just the structure. Yeah, if you have little kids, yeah, for sure. I think probably for the tweens and teens, I would think they would like. Uh, my sister said they liked the Lamplight Lounge. Oh well, uh, they had yeah, like they had yeah. My kids loved it too, but you're not yeah. always gonna get the off. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I mean, this is true for sure. But yeah, but, yeah. So I mean, their experience, but definitely, um, yeah. I mean, the tween or the teen would definitely feel a little more grown up going to the Lamplight Lounge, and they probably would really enjoy it. Hmm. And I mean, a, a teenager gave it five out of five Mickey years. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does feel kind of special, and like you're not really at Disney. I can hear what Fiona's saying on that—that that you're not that you're out, kind of like on the on a waterfront, like mm-hmm. around the Gulf. If you're, you know, from the southern united states or texas or if you're out kind of um on a lake or something like that or out on a pier in california lots of fun it is oh and i want to talk about one more thing we were talking about this last night um before we were recording um because we're talking about the lounge and the alcohol now going into the parks Um, oh yeah so I was talking when we were at walt disney world in august uh we went to the the Diamond Horseshoe, and they have alcohol beverages. I guess they started in spring, and then they've just come out talking about how when Star Wars Land opens at Disneyland, there will be alcohol in Disneyland for the first time. So real quick, I just want to hear your take on that, like alcohol being in Disneyland. Hmm. I kind of, I, I, like, if you just, like, uh, from an, an opinion, I wish it wasn't going into Disneyland, and I hope mm-hmm. they keep Disneyland alcohol-free. Okay. Just because, I mean, I, I, I mean, I always hate to go back. <laughs> this sounds so cliche, but that's the way Walt wanted it. He wanted Disneyland alcohol-free, and so, um, and I think there's something special about that, that, you know, you just go there, and you, you're not there to have a specific type of fun you know mm-hmm. um you know because there's a place there's always there's i think there's a place for you know going out and having just a relaxing drink with somebody but you know i think disneyland is special and that it has been able to remain um a place that is alcohol free so I w- i'm kind of i'm a little sad that they've made that decision i know that they're making it because I know they can make, they're going to make a ton of money on it. I mean, I just, I mean, I know, I mean, there's oh, yeah. going to be, there's going to, you're going to be able to get a very special drink there and a very special cup and, <laughs> and those cups will not Cha-ching. be cheap and they'll be collectible. And I, I mean, I know why they're doing, it. I can see exactly where it's going, but, um, and I also think it's hard to make a duplicate land out in Hollywood studios and in Florida and and then not have that same thing here. I think I think they're trying to make sure the two are fairly fairly similar with similar experiences. So I can see probably the reasoning there for it, but not I have to say personally not a fan of it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I know that would be like Chick-fil-A opening up on Sundays. I can I I yeah. you know, it's just like, "Oh, that's so nice that they're able to keep 
what the intent the when it first came into being like the first intentions of it just being a day like a day off just closing you know with chick-fil-a um it's hard to run a business seven days a week but um you know looking at the parks yeah i'm i'm sad i mean of course i understand why they're doing it um but it just makes it that much more family friendly. Yeah. You know, and just that kind of like, Hey, look what we did and we're still really successful and we can do it. And we're just focusing on families and having a good time and, you know, 11 people sticking together all day long. To go <laughs> <on rides. laughs> and I, I, I'm making it through the day without alcoholic beverage. Yeah. <laughs> we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> you we know, can do it. You can do it. <laughs> I know. I, I, I mean, it's kind of, I, I understand why they're doing it. I mean, they're gonna make 35 bucks a pop on each of those drinks. I mean, it's, it is what it is. Um, I just remember like I worked at the, the mile long bar that was outside of um, the Country Bear Jamboree back in the eighties and everyone would come in. They're like, Oh, a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're Oops. not that kind of bar. <laughs> Would you like a Coca-Cola or a Sprite? <laughs> nope, we don't even have grenadine. <laughs> nope. No Roy Rogers or Shirley Temple. No, Sorry. No, or Arnold Palmer's. But yeah, so I mean, I understand. And we would, and, and we weren't even supposed to do this. And we'd be like, but there's beer over at the Disneyland Hotel. <laughs> if you take the monorail. but you know it was just it was kind of nice because there's like an element that there's a layer that you're going to have to deal with security wise when you do do that and we never had to deal with it when i worked there so yeah i yeah and i still don't i really don't imagine people going there and and dropping a lot of money for for an alcoholic beverage you know you might Mm -hmm. have one because it will like you know will be well i'm sure that will not be inexpensive Um, once once you get like uh, because i would be very surprised if they didn't offer very specialized souvenir mugs like what they do over at um the uh, what trader sam's uh, oh yeah yeah where you know you you get the you get the really specialized mugs that are they're really nice but they're going to be expensive so Uh you know you're looking at you know a good 35 to 50 dollars a drink if you are getting some specialized mugs so i'm sure that's probably what they're gonna be end up they're gonna end up doing that oh yeah yeah when people will pay it yep but it's yeah. too much too expensive to get drunk i <laughs> guess <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what your income level is <laughs> yeah that's true that's true i remember we were on the monorail going from um the grand floridian to um I don't know if we were getting on the Grand Floridian or somebody else. They, the people who were had a little too much to drink, two guys were getting on the Grand Floridian, and we were riding the monorail over to the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Florida, and got off. And I'm like, I am so glad I don't have to deal with those two because we were, you know, they stayed on and kept going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I don't want to deal with that because they were big guys too, and I'm like, oh boy, you guys yeah. are not in the right place. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Well, and I, they have, I just think, you know, you've got Disney California Adventure. You can have mm-hmm. that kind of Disney experience over there. Mm-hmm. And then you can have a Disneyland experience too. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I wish they would just kind of keep it separate, but 
uh, from an operations and bottom line standpoint, I can see what they're doing and why. Yep, it is what it is. And so it shall be. Yeah, <laughs> we don't get to make the decision. No, not so much. I think nope. my, my favorite lines from Alice in Wonderland is, um, nothing is as it should be and everything is as, is as it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, that's that a good line. line for that. I think that fits, that's, uh, fits very well. Yeah, there we go. All yeah. right, so we good? I'm good. Yeah. Fiona's good. All right. Now it's time for a little patch of heaven. I know a place pretty as pie Where the river bend hits up with the end of the sky It's left in Nebraska and over a crest On a little patch of heaven way out west Everything's green So tonight on Dispotopolis, our main topic for the evening is our lovely, lovely evening at Bob Gurr's house that we partook of. It was, um, was it the, it was the end of June, right? Yes, I yeah. think it was exactly June 30th, the last day of June, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah, because it was, yeah, Saturday, June 30th, and the next day was mm-hmm. the first. Oh, yeah, it was Sunday. Yep, so we um, were fortunate enough to be able to go to his house that evening. It was an event that we paid for. We had a great time, I think. Did you have a Woo-hoo, good time? Oh, boy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something I did not expect. I think Fiona had the best evening of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was enjoyable, but you really best, had a spectacular even better evening. Than just than just talking to him with no one around, not that many people around. Yeah, yeah, there weren't. Would you say about there was about a hundred people there? Is that what you would think, mm-hmm. Ryan? It was under a hundred. You think it was under a hundred? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I kind of wanted to start off the evening. Um, so we arrived late because. I don't know how else to explain that, but we're flints. <laughs> we're high maintenance. Uh, yeah, I think I think the drive was meant to be kind of crazy. It was. It is. It's a because we were staying at the Anaheim Hilton across from Disneyland, and we drove up to Bob Gurr's house, which is I mean, it's in Los Angeles, but they call it the uh, the Tahunga area, which is okay. So you're on. You go, um, it's past Griffith Park, so past the mountain. You kind of go around the mountain, and like Burbank's on the other side, and it's past Burbank, and you're kind of, you're going up into the next uh, mountainous range out there. So it's behind, you know, everything you think of as Hollywood, and um, like I said, Burbank, and so you're, it's far, it's a hall, you keep going. But there's a good reason why he lives there. I, I have to say he has chosen wisely. Definitely chosen wisely. Um, like, this is, this is so, like, in, I think it was all, like, in the car. This is so in, in, intense to, to just see him already. Were you, pre, you were pretty excited, right? 
I guess. Yeah, you were pretty excited. Oh, yeah, the expression in mine. Yeah, so you get out there, and there's actually, there's a lot out there. There's a lot of people living out in this area, but, I mean, it's California. There's lots of people everywhere. <laughs> so um, you're driving, and, you, and I drove, and you're kind of winding up um, into the mountain, and it's an, it's an older neighborhood. Some of it's older than other parts of it. And at one point, you're driving on a one-way road, but it's kind of like the only way in and only way out. And I'm not really sure what happens if a car goes on and there's no room. I'm <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have to figure that out. But yeah, so you're even, yeah, so at one point, you're on that one-way road. And then it's, but it doesn't make sense because you're kind of in civilization of both parts. It's, it, I don't, maybe some of it fell off the mountain is my guess. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, and there there are parks around too. Na- uh-huh. it looks like so. Yeah, there's a lot of nature. There is a lot of nature. Oh, it's on the edge of the Angeles National Forest. So, um, yeah. So right. So, you know, we got up, and then it's really like there's a road that we drove on, and then there's a road that goes up to the left, and a road that goes up to the right. And we went to the left because you, you weren't supposed to park on the road that his house is on. It's more of a main drag that kind of went and connected the streets that go up. So we parked on one street. So it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a haul up a hill, like down a hill and then up a hill to get to his house. And um, it's, an, I'd say, an average-looking house from, we say, the 60s, 70s. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's somewhere in that period. Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's very unassuming. So I, I'm sure he bought this years and years and years and years ago. And I'm sure it, it cost money then, but not, you know, like it would cost money now. And uh, you walk up. It's, you know, the typical, all you see is the garage. And, in fact, they had the garage door open and a table out front for you to check into. And uh, we checked in put our name on our, our name tags, and then walked through, we walked through the side yard or through the garage? Through the garage and um, into the side yard. Yeah, wasn't there a car in there that Mike was interested in? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and were, were, there, were there some red, red glasses that you were interested in? Oh, well, that comes later. <laughs> It's the red glass debacle of uh, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. So what was, what was that car? Was it a Lexus or no? I don't know. Uh, I can ask Michael. Hey, Michael. And <laughs> <laughs> Bob Greer's house, what car were you interested in out there? His, his Lexus SC430. That's what Mike was interested in. And we've had a couple of them. And, and he was just, oh. yeah, he, he thought they were beautiful. Okay. That works. Yeah. And then he had like a really cool camper in the backyard. Yeah. On the, on the side, the side mm-hmm. backyard. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 I was trying to figure out the last time that thing got out of there. Um, and Michael says like he's main, he made his main driver is a CRV, Honda CRV. Oh, okay. super cute. Yeah, he yeah. has everything. It's super cute. He likes to mountain bike and um, and that kind of thing. So, well, he's living in the right place. Yes, he is. Beautiful mountains there. Beautiful house on, mm-hmm. on top of the mountains. And so, um, in the backyard, there, um, man, this was a. This is like I. 
it's just like a man cave's dream, this whole backyard. I mean, it was hilarious. I mean, he had oh, everything yeah. that anyone could want. I could totally see our dads living <laughs> <laughs> exactly like this. <laughs> Loving every minute of it. Yes. I've got all my stuff that I like, and it's right here. Oh, yeah. He had his, um, he had his jacuzzi. He had a fountain that didn't look like it worked anymore. Um, my favorite was the silk flowers put in with the plants because I can't be bothered with, you know, if, if there's going to be flowers or not on this plant. I'm just going to put some flowers there. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it, looked, it was fun. Yeah, <laughs> it was. My assumption is a lot of that was done for drought tolerance purposes. Oh, yeah. But the silk, flo- the silk flowers are just cracking me up. They, they've been there a while. <laughs> yeah, they had. It was super cute. <laughs> it's a little tiki roomish. It's good. And so That's they a had... good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they had a lot of um, tables set up and chairs. With, with white cheese Cheetos. White cheese Cheetos? Oh yeah, the he they had like these uh, popcorn boxes. I know I know what you're talking about. They oh, had okay. the popcorn boxes that you could buy. Um, they're recreations of Disneyland oh. popcorn bo- boxes. Yeah, they're super cute. Uh, the table they were centerpieces for the table, and they had what looked like white cheese Cheetos in them, but it was kind of like styrofoam popcorn. Oh, gotcha, inside gotcha. of it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Not close. not edible though. No. <laughs> don't eat the centerpiece. Don't eat. No, please don't do that. Yeah. Like how how come how come eat that in, instead of like barbecue? <laughs> You'd rather have the white cheese Cheetos. That that's what I was. I figured that's what I was like at first. Yes, that would have been a good appetizer. Yeah, would have. I would have. I would have eaten some of it. <laughs> <laughs> That would be about like a, a boy's dream party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. And I guess, um, so they had a bunch of tables on the right of his, his backyard set up and a bunch of tables on the left. Um, of, and then they had canopies on part because it's a hot sun back there. It really yes. beats down because it's in the setting sun. And we were very lucky that we had wonderful temperatures that day. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too crazy. It didn't get too hot. I mean, you definitely didn't want to be wearing any more than a t-shirt layer at that point. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it could really well, be down. Well, well the now the announcement chart did said that there will be some 60s 60s dress-ups. Yeah, there were a few people that dressed up. Nothing too elaborate. Mostly, I saw a lot of cowboy western, is what I was saying. Uh, yeah. Even Bob Gurr. Do you remember what Bob Gurr was wearing, Fiona? Sure. I guess I would. I would have been trying to recognize him in in that cowboy hat. His red cowboy hat. Was it red? Oh yeah, it was red. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, I would have mainly said what what the customers were wearing. Like I know the check. The the checker was where, was where was in the style of of Ariel when when mm-hmm. she was a, when she was. Oh, the girl checking us in. Yeah, when mm-hmm. she had legs and was going for town. Okay. Oh, she had her her blue and black and white dress on. Yeah. yeah, there were some dress like like cherry, 
Ch- cherry tree lane lane store store dresses. Oh yes, yes, yes. Those are very wildly popular dresses. Have you yeah. have you seen these, Ryan? The cherry tree lane dresses. Yes. Yeah, I know there was one wearing a a Monster Inc. dress, which is also owned by by a number by another YouTube. I just I just found her name. Her name is her name is a toy addict, a girl, which which is like it's mainly two women who just like show show up vintage toy stuff. Okay. And, and like I said, she did got the Monster Inc. Dress cow. They are the cow like petty, petticoat sized. Oh, they'll have petticoats under their dresses to fluff them up. Those are like the the underskirts, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like there was there was mostly like like Adventureland the outfits. Well, tiki, some tiki, tiki bird. Tiki, yeah. Now I know um some of those are um made by her universe. By Ashley Eckstein's company. Mm-hmm. Yes. She she makes a lot of really fun, fun stuff for girls and women. And they carry a lot of her stuff at uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. All those, they, um, I think they've even converted one of the Main Street galleries with buildings into a, a lot of like a whole wall of her universe and then matching bags, matching jewelry, hair accessories, and then they'll have they have the nicer jewelry. That's at Walt Disney World, that store. And then is it the Cherry Tree Lane? Is that the one at downtown Disney? In California? I think. Yeah, that they that was um actually uh at one point it was a really uh big like kids store for the um it wasn't Disney Junior, but the Disney TV, you know, TV channel. And then they converted all to Frozen. You could do the makeovers just like Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique or Bibbidi Bobbidi. Sorry. And, and there you could do it in downtown Disney and get your hair done. So they've taken that all out. And they've done the, the Cherry Tree Lane. So all the Her Universe dresses now are in that store because they have them in a smaller store. But they're just so wildly popular and so hard to keep in, in stock. Yeah, they had some really, you know, there's some beautiful dresses <clears throat> that were there. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't really dress up ourselves. I mean, you were encouraged to, but um, we we just wore our Despotopolis t-shirts. Because why not? And we yeah, match. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, think we, I think we look spectacular. We always look spectacular. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah. So you, I, I think coming in, we've, we've made it into, see, just kind of like what the how the backyard was set up. But just mm-hmm. overall... Um, it was billed as enjoy an outdoor evening barbecue at the private res- residence of Disney legend and Imagineer Bob Gurr while you mix and mingle with other Disney aficionados, um, see old friends and make new ones. Take a self-guided tour of Bob's living room and enjoy some of his one-of-a-kind theme park artifacts, including the life-size blueprints for the mechanics of Mr. Lincoln, a replica of his window on Main Street, Disneyland, the original 1955 Mr. Toad's Adventures attraction vehicle you can take your photo in, and Bob's prestigious Disney Legend Award, among other treasures. Then, of course, there was <clears throat> he did autographs, and you could mm-hmm. um, you could per- there was stuff there for purchase too, which we were talking about, like the Disney popcorn yes. um, um, containers and stuff. So. Yeah. yeah, and they had a lot of little weird odds and ends, too, up for sale, too. Like, didn't they have, like, a 1980s Mickey and Minnie plush? 
Yes. And I promised myself not to just focus focus on their preschool versions. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> School business. It's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, we talked about this this or in another episode, but just how much they've um, really focused on the Playhouse Disney, the Disney Junior with that age group indoctrin- indoctrinating them into the Mickey Mouse Club. That, you know, when they get a little bit older, like my son, eight or nine, they're kind of like, Mickey Mouse is for babies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I'm trying to, but it just feels like some people are trying to throw them in to be, be, so they're going to appreciate him more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, they're trying to make him to continue to go on and and have a, a place in pop culture. And I'd say, yeah, um, so it was very casual. The atmosphere is extremely casual. I think we, we um, had um, some lovely barbecue. I missed the chicken. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> chicken the, was good. And the foyer overlay for beans. Yeah, Fiona had a ton of baked beans. <laughs> yeah, you did like those. You liked the baked beans. I like the mac and cheese. They had good mac and cheese. Yeah, the mac and cheese was good. I'm really I was full, so I didn't go back for the chicken, but I missed it when the first yeah. time I was in line. I think I had the brisket, which was um tasty. The ribs were good. Mm-hmm. I was happy with the food that they served. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was yeah, it was good food. Now, it's hard to compare it to some of the amazing barbecue you can get in Texas, but um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But yeah, like Fiona and I, we sat on some swivel chairs by the hot tub. Oh, the, oh, oh yeah. I, I, I guess I totally forgot that. Yeah, you said we sat on swivel chairs. You guys took a bench. Did you guys have a bench? Yep, we, we sat on kind of a park bench. That was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking about what they had in sight. So oh, when we, okay. when, when we're, I, mo- we're gonna move on into um, like you were mentioning the um, skipping over. Oh, oh what what they have for dessert for dinner? Oh, oh, uh, peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good peach cobbler too. Yeah, but yeah. for some reason I had to pass on not eating it. You didn't eat it. What? Are you full? Maybe it was just how it looked. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It was. It was. It was good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now, um, you want to head into Bob Greer's house? Sure. And we'll talk about um, the self-guided tour. Now, Ryan, you kind of mentioned some of the things that were going to be in the self-guided tour, and those were definitely all included. Oh yeah, as advertised. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about number one first? Oh uh, yeah, for for number one was obviously the Mr. Toad car, Kurt, mm-hmm. and it was like yeah, and it was the one that said Winky, <laughs> yeah. And totally, what's what's different about this car is because it it has like it has like um headlights. Okay. And, You're comparing it to the current. Cars yeah. at Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, or yeah, Wild Adventure. Yeah, when when I when I was trying to get it, and people people thought it it wasn't it wasn't suitable to be 
see it in because how old it is. Well, we weren't really sure. Now, they had advertised that you'd be able to take your picture in the Mr. Toad's Wild car, right? But we wanted to really make, make sure that we could take a picture in it and not just walk in, right? Because nobody else had done that yet. Yeah, so I just decided to let my, my little Mr. Toad have a try. Yeah, so the first picture we have of that is with Mr. Toad. <laughs> little stuffed Mr. Toad. Now, another thing, they don't have a lap bar. There's no lap bar on the old versions. Oh, oh, oh. Well, just like deal with the roller coasters. Yeah, I don't think they really believed in uh, lap bars back in the 1950s. They just wanted to see if you fall out or not. <laughs> it was a test. It was a test. There's me looking Amazingly lonely. enough, most people made it through the test. They did. They did. They did. Yeah. Uh, what was number two? So number two was... Uh, Honey, honeysuckle ambrosia hippopotami. Yeah, that's something else. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of a Chuck E. Cheese sort of character. Uh huh. Um, but it was from um a chain of restaurants called River Town. Yeah, she oh. definitely looks like she's in New Orleans on the river. Oh, I thought they said like America sings. No, no, this was this was uh, for some another uh, project he worked at on outside of Disneyland. Even though I was kind of referring as highest in hippo. Oh, well, that's okay. And then number three. Uh, number three was like, it looked like almost like a, a barber window. Well, that's his win a copy of his window on Main Street. So it's um, fast, faultless, and fabless. Bob Gurr. Design in Persiano. And then above, they have... Leading the race to the future, Meteor Cycle Company. Our vehicles pass the test of time. Now, why do you think they would have that on there? Uh, first. What did Bob Gurr do at Disneyland? Oh, I had some motor mania. <laughs> he had some motor mania. Vehicles. <laughs> yeah, he worked on all the vehicles on Main Street and Autopia. And the monorail, so he, yeah. The Omnimover vehicles. The Omnimover, yep. Yep. Like the ones that are, like the Doom Buggy and the Haunted Mansion, but the predecessor to that was in um, Inner Space. Oh, the old, okay. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the old Monsanto uh, cool. attraction, Inner Space. I miss Inner Space. Yeah, that was the first. I think that was, I be, if I'm not wrong, I think that was the first Omnimover attraction. Let's go with it. So what was number four? Um, number four was Bob's Disney Legends Award. Yeah, and there was, um, that was in a kind of in a glass uh, square case that you would see mm -hmm. if you entered his front door. He had quite a few awards in there. It was a, it was a pretty award. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, they they have a lot lot to work with to make a pretty award there. This this is true. Okay, and number five. Yes, number five was the themed entertainment lifetime achievement award. So he got that. He got that in nineteen ninety four. Oh no, the awards were founded in nineteen ninety four. Um, this one he received it in nineteen ninety nine. Oh okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that's number no. Oh, number six. I actually have a picture of that one. Oh. Do you know what that is, Fiona? Oh, uh, 
Abraham Lincoln. Yep, Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. the blueprint. So the life's well. Look how tall he is compared to you. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> off the ground a little bit, but <laughs> it's only grandpa. So it's, yeah, it's, it's what? How tall was Abraham Lincoln? Six two or six four? He was over six feet. I can't remember though. Yeah, he's like our dad. I think he's around our dad's height. Yeah, which is really tall for that day and age too. Yeah, and I mean, this is like this is pretty much. From the floor to the ceiling of his house, just right up there against the wall. Mm-hmm. And then number seven? Yep. Number seven was uh, the top half of King Kong's head. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, Bob designed the mechanics for the King Kong figure at the Universal Studio, at Universal Studios Hollywood. The studio wanted a visual of how tall 30 feet was. Gotcha. So they took this piece and put it atop a building scene to give them an idea. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I'm kind of sad I never saw this. This um, attraction burned down. Yes, it did. It caught fire and burned down. And for it was, it was amazing. I, I saw it a couple of times. Yeah, I never saw that. Never really. I didn't go to Universal Studios a lot growing up. Yeah, it was destroyed on June 1st, 2008 in a fire. Okay. Gave me plenty of time to see it. Die in the fire. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, because it opened on, that attraction opened on June 14th, 1986. And and that takes us right to number eight, the King Kong uh, maquette. So at this point in his career, um, Bob Gurr was no longer working for the Disney company. Yes. He had formed his own company, um, uh, I believe called Bob Gurr Designs, so, uh, something like that. Um, and and Universal had contracted him to to make this the largest animatronic at the time. Um, and so this maquette it, it was an inch to the foot scale um, of how the King Kong animatronic works. All the mechanic details are exact to the actual figure used in the ride. It was used to explain, explain to the Universal Studios management how exactly it would work. Cool. Um, it was the, the actual King Kong was seven tons. It was 30 feet tall. Um, and the attraction broke new ground and paved way for the complex themed attractions of today. Um, so this was a very large animatronic. It was, it was beautiful. Oh, and they did something cool. They put sm- uh, a smell inside of the ride. Oh and my so, gosh. So his breath would smell like bananas. Oh, okay. That, I'm okay yeah. with that smell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he, had, he had banana breath. <laughs> oh yeah. Not the smell of our broken refrigerator. <laughs> oh yeah. That's not pleasant. No. Do it. That's funny. But it was kind of right around this time. Like Disney was going through a really hard phase in the in the eighties. They were. They were. They kind of kind of lost their direction. Yeah. Like it finally kind of hit. I think they kind of coasted through the seventies. Yeah. But the eighties is where everything caught up with them and just the choices they had made and, and not really having a strong leader. Right. Cause by, by of course, Walt passed away in the sixties and then his mm-hmm. brother Roy passed away in 1971 right after. Yeah. Um, uh, Walt Disney world opened. Yeah. St- so yeah, they had lost their like two big leadership figures in that company inside of about a five-year period yeah that's hard yeah 
Yeah, it was hard. It took them a while to recover. Um, they were almost, almost host- there was some hostile takeovers going on. And that's mm-hmm. when um, the Bass Brothers out of Fort Worth came and bought a lot of the shares of Disney and um, put Michael Eisner in as the CEO of the Disney Corporation. So that was kind of going on right during that time when this attraction, King Kong attraction was being designed and um, built. Yeah. yeah. Love or hate Michael Eisner, he saved Disney. Correct, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bob Gurr was gone by this point in, in time, though. Yeah, he was out, was it the early 80s? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. Yeah, he talks about it when you if you take his bus tour, he'll talk about it uh-huh. uh, very briefly. Yeah, he'll, he'll talk about it. Well, I'm sure and if you ask him about it, he'll he loves to talk about it. So if you ask him about oh. that period of time, he'll he'll let you know exactly what he thought. <laughs> Some of his management, yeah. um, his management, according to his management, didn't think he had the right degrees to be doing what he was doing <laughs> at at the time, even though he had been doing it for over 20 years so yeah, yeah it was late. kind of odd yeah <laughs> you retro get those degrees to prove that what you've done for the last 25 years is what you actually did thanks yeah so interesting stuff <laughs> yeah i mean that's one thing that i really appreciate about bob Gurr is he's completely upfront and honest about everything he just doesn't care <laughs> Yeah, he'll just tell you like what it is, however he feels about it, which is fun. It is just a it lot is. of fun to listen to him. Um, and then the next on the list, and these were uh, were my favorite parts, was were okay. the number nine, the famous monorail drawing okay. that he did, and number ten, the artist proof of the monorail models. So he had, and I love the cool. monorail. So yeah, it is fun. Yeah. And you have an amazing way of sitting in the front at Disneyland, I must say. Yeah, and you can still sit in the front at Disneyland, whereas you cannot at Walt Disney World anymore. No, and and, and for unfortunate reasons. Unfortunate, yeah. We yeah. did that before. At Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. Was Ryan there? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Did we get in the front without Ryan? <laughs> I don't recall. I don't know. Yeah. Actually, it was um, the first time I rode in the front was when we went with you and Jeff. Oh, how funny. Um, for the Mickey's, uh, it's called Mickey's Halloween Party, I think there. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's a slightly different name than in Florida. So we were out there and that's when I first rode in the front. And we kept doing it. Yeah, we rode in the front <laughs> of that thing a lot. If you ask, you know, hey, you never know. That's for I'm sure. I'm wishing to do that for Halloween. I know, I know. You want to get to the parks for Halloween. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We need to do that with you at some, some point. First, I'm kind on what the dress-up is. Okay. Well, don't worry. I've got that. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I know going in. All right. So what's number 11? Oh, but that was it. Oh, uh, there was oh, just okay. that, Yeah, there were just 10 things on, on, the, on the actual tour of his house. Cool. And I kind of want to talk about what, what has been laying down on, on the floor. It's really yeah. cute. You can tell people have given him many things over the years, and he just loves it and adds it to his, his eclectic collection all over the house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like Fiona was really excited, which were you, you can tell what yeah. you were excited about. Yeah, so they had like a couple of like, like stitch, stitch merchandise. Yeah, if you a little tiki cor- corner of a stitch. Yeah, eh, and I know. I think there was like a little 
Nemo plush. Okay, and yeah. un Unexpectedly, a minion plush. Yeah, and a minion plush. <laughs> Which kind of makes sense since he worked for Universal Studios. Yes. Sorry, maybe I can like let let my my other four four plushies kind kind of blend kind of blend in for a picture. Mm, yes. So, on this trip, as well as most of our trips, Fiona brings her smaller-ish plushes. So we had Jiminy Cricket with us, Mr. Toad, Rue from Winnie the Pooh, and Jacques from Cinderella, one of the mice from Cinderella. And so we had to get a picture with Stitch and all her buddies together. Yeah, yeah, they also, yeah, it looks like they also had a little like Halloween-ish ghoul thing. <laughs> Because <laughs> why not? Like, there was like a multicolor. I don't know what. It was like a jester. Yeah, hat a jester's hat. A bit. Yeah, I, I think it, I think that's part of his soccer theme. He kind of had some soccer scarves going on, which he had hanging from um, two of them hanging and like one on the back of his couch. I thought it was pretty funny. Oh, there's the. Oh yeah, we had to get the the picture of the four. Of Fiona's four plushes with the, the 1980s Mickey and Minnie plush. I didn't even see what they were selling that for. I just thought that was so odd. They had little toys from the 80s, too. Like, I wouldn't even... It, yeah, they had kind of little knickknacks that you could yeah. buy. I liked the, I like did like some of the prints because they had... Um, Oh yeah, some some prints there, so you could buy like some of the different ride vehicles that he designed with the schematic. So you could see mm -hmm. kind of like the graphic artist rendering of it, and then the schematic rendering of it. Yeah. Um. So they they had like of course the Doom buggy there for the Haunted Mansion, so it had kind of you know your Haunted Mansion poster next to the schematic of the Doom buggy. Same thing with like the Matterhorn and the bobsleds, and mm -hmm. what else did they have there? Did the monorail? They had the monorail. Yep, that was one. They had one. Oh, and they had one for um, um, Autopia because he did the original Autopia vehicle. Yeah, all very, very appropriate. Yeah, those were fun. Mm -hmm. I had yeah. to, it was hard for me to keep my um, checkbook closed, but by golly, I got through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't even know where I'd put them if I had them. It's just sometimes, oh boy. About, but, oh. but I think about comes. The, the exciting part. Oh, now we're going to talk about the exciting part? The after dinner entertainment? Yeah. It is exciting. I agree. It is. So, um, the entertainment for the evening, he uh, actually was one of um, the Tex Tumbleweeds from the Big Thunder Ranch barbecue place. And I, do you remember his name? It's like eluding me. We never got a last name. <laughs> no. So, but he was super fun. So he had done that for years and years at the the Big Thunder Ranch barbecue, and mm -hmm. he did a ton of Disney songs. And Fiona, um, our lipness test. I she went up to him at one point. Where were you talking to him at the beginning? I think, I think, and like. I guess the most craziest one was the Scarecrow one. The Scarecrow song? Yeah. But how it how it all happened is that I was when he was playing the Winnie the Pooh song, I uh -huh. Oh, I, gotcha. I was trying to interact with him with my 
real plush. Okay. But then, yeah. but then when he looked at me, he was like, "You, you don't mind. You don't. You don't mind if I play a song from Dumbo, right?" Well, like, I guess I am okay with uh, with the old Dumbo stuff I'm having around. But um, but nowadays I'm all like, "Uh, wow, what am I like?" With Dumbo nowadays. Oh yeah, you um, little off track. You know they're coming out with a new Dumbo live action movie, and they play it with the Baby of Mine song in the background. Have you seen that, Ryan? No, I have not. Oh my goodness, Fiona lost it. Tears and tears and crying and crying. Oh boy, we were seeing the Christopher Robin movie, and they played um. What's it called? The trailer? The, tra- the tra- <laughs> <laughs> movie trailer? Yeah, the trailer. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so they're playing the movie trailer. Playing the movie trailer for Dumbo. And oh boy, she just, Fiona just lost it. I mean, Baby of Mine, it is a very sad song in a very sad part of Dumbo. So it's understandable. Maybe someday we should have a category for what what Disney song that makes you cry. Like, Mommy's When She Loved Me. Oh, from Toy Story. Oh, she's the Sarah McLaughlin song. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, well, well, technically, technically, since since Dumbo is one of the films that is Kane, kind of, kind of old and forgotten a bit. Mm-hmm. So that is one of the reasons why they do make remakes of those of those films. Well, yeah, and they're expanding on the story and telling. Even though Telling a more in-depth some of them can be a bit gothic a bit. <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting because Tim Burton's the director behind that. Well, I know besides, besides Winnie the Pooh, he has cabin attractive around the world for a long time. Who, Dumbo? No, oh. Winnie the Pooh. Oh, Winnie the Pooh, yes, yes. So that yeah. was your first interaction with uh, Tex Tumbleweed for the evening. And um, that was kind of right before the sunset. At Bobger's house. Mm-hmm. Yep, we were out kind of on the uh, cliff overlooking the sunset at that point. And they had some cool tables set up, and he was singing a lot of songs just to uh, all, entertain all the guests. Right. And yeah. There were questions that you asked him? Yes. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and there are questions he asked you, both yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, there was a conversation going on. But for one of my questions, I asked him... Since the voice of Jim Crow, who is the leader of the Crows in the film, mm-hmm. what character did he also voice at first? Jim Cummings? Oh, no, Jim Crow. Oh, sorry. Oh, my Lord. I'm on the wrong movie. Sorry. <laughs> okay, what was the... Oh, Fictional yeah. character. Yeah, okay. Oh, you asked Tex Tumbleweed. Yes. Okay. Who was it? You, you knew, right? Well, I know the... the well, I know this, the silliest... The silliest answer he got was Eeyore. Uh-huh. And, and then he did and then he said, Ho Jose from the Tikaru, but not a bird not a bird character. Uh-huh. And then the obviously guess guess Mickey, but but when I did little top hat wink, I did like he he kinda fire finally figure out and and unfortunately the guy who the voice of Jim Crow was actually was, was actually first voice Jiminy Cricket. Ah, 
yep, 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 yep. I think he was a little bit impressed with her um, being able to reference the different movies and actors. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, obviously Cliff Edwards. So, so he just decided to sing me the I'm, I'm No Fool song. Oh, yes, yes, you love that song. Yeah, I guess I guess when I was like watching these like Jiminy educational shorts mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I guess when I got when I got to like I think like the the eighties ones or something like that. Where is? Is it the eighties or the sixties? Uh, there was also ones that looked like they were made in the eighties a bit. Okay, well yeah, I'm sure there were. Yeah. I was all like, what have I been doing with with my with my birthday roundup? Oh, he's he's been caring about kids. Oh, are we back to the birthday question? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. Yes, he yeah, he did a lot of um helpful little movie clips. I'm like, why have I been playing like a modern like why did I get thinking that it should should be a character who some people nowadays think it's for babies? Who, Jimmy Cricket or Mickey Mouse? Mickey. Oh, Mickey. I don't... Yeah, it's, don't worry it, about it, It's mostly been shown in front of me. Yeah. But I'm like... But now I'm all like, I think I've been mean to those vintage characters. Yeah, so you had a great interaction with Tex Tumbleweed. He was very nice. Then I believe it's time for the sunset. Oh yeah. So I guess it would almost feel like a new year countdown. It did. It definitely did. Mm-hmm. And what song were they playing? Oh, the the wishes soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we we had to play it a couple times, right? To get it right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was fine with. I like that song. Yeah. How to get that sun- sunsets aren't always like perfect, perfect, perfect timing. <laughs> a little bit of nature involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is. And it's hard to get it right when you're in the mountains, too. Yes, yes. But, oh, yeah. I mean, that just kind of like, if you had any doubts of why Bob Gurr picked this lot and picked this house, I think they were all taken away when um, the sunset happened, going down over the mountains. Quite it was gorgeous. Yes, yeah. it was. And it, and it totally felt, felt like I had to stay in this house forever after 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 it got it got pitch black. We stayed in his house forever. I think eleven or ten. Oh, uh, we'll see. The night was supposed to end at nine, and it really it didn't really end at nine. Nine o'clock was when they he was going to start signing autographs. Yeah, uh, and that's when he did start signing autographs. Yeah, I was surprised he was going to pack it in, but oh no, he kept going. <laughs> yeah, something really totally totally awesome happened when we were sitting around waiting because we we wanted to get our picture with Bob Gurr and um you know we're waiting for other people you know we're patiently waiting for other people to get their picture and then right when we were getting our picture with Bob Gurr he decided to take a break (laughs) well I know I I I was 
Kinda, I was kinda surprised. Kinda tension when Tumbleweed played the Headless Horseman song. Oh, during while we were waiting for Bubger. Yeah. Yeah. So and I decided to ask to do a Bing Crosby question. Oh boy, yes. It was like pop quiz night for Tex Tumbleweed, brought to you by Fiona. <laughs> So, but I think, I th was this after we took our picture with Bob or before? Thanks for, thanks for showing up and a, a album of, of how, of how Ween songs fe fe featuring Ichabod defaced with Bob Gurr. Oh, 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 yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it in just a second. But yeah, she saw, she saw that pop up. Um, um, yeah, but what I wanted to talk before we talked about that was this after we took the picture of Bob Gurr or before we took the picture of Bob with Bob? No, I think it was after. Um, Fiona had a special, special song created and sung just for her. Oh. By Tex Tumbleweed. And this all came when about. I look up in the star, what song would I, would I think of doing? Yeah, because you were, you were kind of interacting with him and showing him your Jiminy Cricket. And you were pointing out the, I think it was the North Star. <laughs> Is that what you were pointing to? Yeah. So he's saying you a special st a song, right? Yes, I guess I guess he, I guess he did kind of figure it out. I I I actually got my own song. Mm-hmm. That was nobody else got their own song. Wow, like, like I definitely had had to tell everyone. Yes, yes, and Ryan, I think you got it all on video, right? Mm -hmm. I did. It was a beautiful song. It was, it was a lot of fun to listen to. I'll have to get it up on YouTube. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was really sweet, really amazing, and um, brought a tear to my eye. Very, very fitting for a Fiona. Yes, very fitting for a Fiona. Yeah, I've got. Unfortunately, I've got my camera going a long ways on it, but so. <laughs> so. Like, yeah. We'll have to crop that. Yeah, I'll have to try and figure out how to work with that on YouTube, but yeah. So I know, um, so it was a lovely evening. And um, after that, we we stayed around for a little bit, but we headed out soon after that because we had to get up early the next day. Mm, like, tell them we can mm -hmm. end. Yeah, we yeah had plans to hit the parks the on Sunday. We had a, Fiona and I had a special... Um, a youth education series Girl Scout program that we had to get up for in the morning. And oh yeah, I yep. I did tell him about that. Yeah, and then you know Ryan has to get to the park when it opens. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like to, <laughs> possible. It's always that the hard part finding someone to go with you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, before uh, we ended our uh, lovely. Talk about Bob Gurr. Fiona wanted to mention something we just saw. Well, I seen it a little bit ago, but up on his um, thewaltland.com is, I believe they're doing another special event at Bob Gurr's house uh, around Halloween time on October 27th. So it's really cute. On the homepage, they have um, Disney albums from Halloween time: the Trick or Treat, Donald Duck short album the songs from the haunted house album and then uh, the um 
Headless Horseman album, they have Bob Gurr as Ichabod Crane on the horse. <laughs> oh, that's fun. It's really cute. And the other album, you have that. Oh, the chilling, thrilling sounds of Haunted House. Yes, I do have that. Yep. So, yeah, it looks like they're having a fun um, Bob Gurr spooky Halloween treat on Saturday, October 27th, 6 to 10 p.m. at his house. It'll be a costume contest. So it looks like the, the entertainment for that night, they're going to have uh, Master of Delusion, Franklin Saint. So is there anything else that you'd like to say about the Bob Gurr night? Mm, I think that's it. I was pretty much I was pretty much trying to sleep in the car for it. All, on the ride home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a late evening because we'd had a long day too. Ryan, anything else you'd like to add? I thought it was very enjoyable. It was a great evening. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I liked getting to share it with um, you, um, too, and with, with Michael. So that was, I think that was, like, my favorite thing. Yeah. Because we all got to be there together. It, it was, it, I think it would have been harder if you just would have, if you would have been, you know, if you just go by yourself. Yeah. I, like, I liked it more. It was fun to do as a family, I think. I would definitely bring a friend, mm-hmm. someone you enjoy to spend your evening with. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's not a lot of time to sit down and talk with Bob Gurr. Um, no. And if you're looking for that, you need to do his um, Waltland bus tour. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he will talk a lot during that about, you know, the history of the Walt Disney Company and mm-hmm. his role and that kind of thing. So if that's what you're looking for, you want to do the bus tour. Yeah, but overall, it was a really nice evening, and I, you know, I recommend it for any um, Bob Gurr fan for sure. Oh yeah, for Bob Gurr fans, Imagineering fans, yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend the evening. It was fun. There was definitely a lot of people there that that worked for Disney that were present or had worked for Disney. So Fiona, how many Mickey ears are you giving it out of five? I'm feeling five. Oh yeah, you should definitely give it five. I mean, Fiona <laughs> had the best evening ever. <laughs> <laughs> In the morning, it was kind of crappy, but in the night, yeah, five yeah. stars. Fiona had had a rough morning. We had, we actually did two youth education series, and we'll talk about that in another podcast, but the one that we did Saturday morning was a little rocky because we were still adjusting to what it was all about, but the one on Sunday went a lot, a lot, a lot better, and so, um, yeah, you're... That evening, I think that made the evening even better because the morning was a little rough. I'm div- I'm definitely giving it um, five Mickey ears just because um, I'd give it five Mickey ears just on Fiona having the interaction with Tex Tumbleweed and him singing that song for her. I think that was like super awesome. And so Ryan, what would you give it? Mm, I think I would give it. I would give this one four Mickey ears. Okay. I loved it. It was great, but. Part of what made it great was just being with, again, with you guys and with Michael. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, like, I think if you're wanting a little bit more to hear, to hear from Bob Gurr a little bit more and to hear some stories than the bus tour, I would say that. And that one I would give five Mickey ears to. But I was very lucky and very happy to have gone to this. You know, I was very, very excited to be there. So just because I'm giving it four doesn't mean like (laughs) (laughs) I did not have a spectacular time because I had a spectacular evening and would recommend it to Disney fans for sure. 
Yeah, well, and I haven't done the bus tour, so. Yeah. There you go. So just kind of like looking at the different Waltland things out there that Bob Gurr does, you know, in comparison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I still, yeah. I, I mean, it won't be this year or next year, but if he's still around, God, you know, God willing, then, um, you know, I definitely want to do the bus tour sometime with him. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. All right. We good? Sure. for joining us for another episode of Diz Podopolis, but now, unfortunately, it is time for us to say goodbye. And do, and do some, try to spend some time with your, with your brother weeks. Oh, Fiona's been spending a lot of time with her brother playing Cuphead. <laughs> the phenomenon on Steam and I think Xbox. Has nothing to do with <laughs> Disney. Enjoy. <laughs> but it kind of has similar styling to it. Yes, it's very reminiscent of the silly symphonies, like the flowers and the trees, and a lot of the hose, arms, and legs. So that very early, like late 20s, early 30s um, Disney cartoons, definitely. And, and almost Maureen Bros and MGM. Oh, all of Elias's acronyms. I have no idea. He just uses acronyms all the time. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> so good luck. That's okay. I know. I'm like, what? It just means good, mom. It means good. I'm like, okay. Anyway, so uh, Fiona, do you want to say goodnight? Let's go with some gravy. <laughs> Which was one of my interactions with the game. Oh, with the Cuphead game. Yes. All right. And um, so you can reach Fiona on Instagram and Twitter at Fiona Toe Girl. And you probably even type in the hashtag Toe Girl and eventually find her. Um, my name is Colleen and you can find me at Tink Scout on Instagram and Twitter. And I just like to say goodnight to my mom and goodnight to Aunt Lynette. Ryan, take it away. And you can reach me on Twitter at RyanFlint underscore edu. Um, and of course, you can leave comments at Dispodopolis too at, on Twitter. Um, also, we have some videos going up on YouTube. We've got one out right now, but we should hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, um, have a couple more up and ready to go. Yeah, and I'm hoping you guys, um, one of the videos he put up was an interaction that Fiona had with Rabbit and Tigger on our yep. food trip. And I'm hoping that these videos, and this is why we do the podcast too, is like really encourage people with kids with special needs and disabilities um, to get out there and not to be afraid and just go and see, see what happens. And, um, you know, we've been doing, going to Disney with Fiona for since she was um, a baby. So she's kind of acclimated to the climate, which is not you know, a, a typical thing for kids with autism to do. And, and I think Disneyland is one of those parks that handles it quite well. And even uh, like Tigger, like just read, like she just knew, or he knew. <laughs> they just knew that there was something special, a little bit different about Fiona and latched onto that and really make some incredible experiences for her. And I'm hoping some of the other kids too out there that go with autism and she's not quite a kid anymore. She's five, five or five, six, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, I'll talk about some of the other, um, interactions that we have, but it is always a great place. And even with, um, my aunt, your mother, 
Ryan, um, she's kind of um, wheelchair bound due to an accident. And Mm -hmm. they always try and bend over backwards to really let her experience everything just as, as someone who wasn't in a wheelchair could experience it. Absolutely. Disney goes out of their way for for the, for all kinds of people with different kinds of needs. And I think that's what makes it very special. Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. And their characters, I mean, the characters and how they interact with kids and adults. I mean, because they don't just interact with the kids. It's with the whole family. And, and that's just something very special. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's with the whole, you know, and um, Tigger just really did an amazing job with Fiona. Um, but mm-hmm. that's not the only experience that no. you've had with characters that have just done an amazing job with, with all kinds, with your family and, and, and different family members. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely agree. Get out there, get to Disney. <laughs> they will treat you well. Yes. All right. So everyone have a lovely, lovely evening, and we will meet you again uh, next time on Dispodopolis. I may be quiet at most times, but this is just for me to know what I interpretate. How you interpret the park. Yep. Absolutely. For a trip around the park and a kiss goodnight.
Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.